Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Glick. And good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. We're live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. The phones are fixed. We'd love to hear from you at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. It's all free. It's 866 308 8867. A lot of people shopping. Yep. And uh, getting some tomatoes. We got the tomatoes now in the six packs in stock and the one gallons too. A few vincas left. Actually, Ew. a few rows of vincas left. <laughs> a few cables. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So uh, lots of stuff to choose from. Lots of good stuff on sale. We'll let Trace come by and tell us about the stuff that's on sale that's kind of. Uh, feature that hasn't been featured before. He enjoys doing that. So I was I was interested in Calvin's uh, this week in the garden where he mentioned Coravinca is an excellent annual flower to plant for color in full sun. It's available in white, red, white, lavender, and pink. He left out the most important thing about Vinca. Deer resistance. Deer won't eat them. Oh, I, we wouldn't even use it, though, no. <laughs> if, if it wasn't pretty. Well, that's true. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe they would. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess and we use angelonia, and it's... Oh, uh, man. man, did you see the angelonia out here? Oh, yeah, Walking up here to the right. Uh, that, uh, that's, they've purple got a and white. of purple, yeah. And they've got some on the ground out there in larger containers, angelonia. On our uh, patio, which is in a full sun blast area, I'm using mostly angelonia and, and uh, uh, vinca. Vinca, <laughs> both of those are uh, are ideal for this kind of weather. You still got to water them because they're in small containers. Yeah. What we got there looks a little bit like it's. Uh, yeah. Did you want to come on the air and talk about that? You can. All you have to do is talk right there. <laughs> okay, this, uh, this fellow walked up here with a a beautiful. It's for uh, him. Yeah. A beautiful selection of uh, of a red oak. It's a red oak. And we can and get. And it's got spots on it, and it, it's light light green. Can we ask one? Is uh, the whole tree light green? How long has it been doing that? How long is it? No. What what is it? Where did he plant the tree? He's asking uh, if he planted the tree and uh, in in where? It was, oh it's, how tall is the tree? Oh jeez. <laughs> 50? 
Okay, because that. He said that new leaves come out and they start doing. We, we were going to diagnose that as a uh, an acid area seed <laughs> a seed source, but if it survived to get fifty feet, then that that's a little. There's no. There's nothing there really that they can do. Uh, those spots on there. Uh, I have I have some on my uh, tree, my red oak tree, and they call it. Uh, you remember what they call it, Calvin? I would guess foliar red uh, red oak leaf yeah. spot. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> I should ask you that one, Milton. I could have gotten that one. Uh, but that that's a fungus. Or secondary. It's uh, yeah, it's secondary, or it could be a. Uh, uh, burn back from the the leaves being yellow like that. Uh, like Calvin said, uh, they planted they planted the wrong tree. They were, uh, they planted a uh, an oak, there a red oak that was. They got the acorns from uh, the east from the acid soil. So that's why it's so important to buy oaks, red oaks, especially uh, from a local nursery that gets uh, trees from a local supplier. Uh, there's really nothing you can do for it, uh, even for the d- disease on there. Uh, I would say add some iron, but uh, a tree that big... It's really not going to do that much good. So, uh, water, watered, and uh, if he wants to try something, uh, get, tell him to buy some uh, uh, Iron Plus. It's in granulars and sprinkle it all around the drip line of the tree. But I imagine it's in his yard with grass, right? Um, I hesitate to to say he would do anything. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's surprising it hasn't shown this past years. Yeah, it shows it every year. It's showed every year? Yeah. But still lived. But it still lived. Huh? Okay. Well, quite often... That's why we were surprised when you said it was 50 feet tall, because we see this a lot for 15 or 20 feet tall. And then they don't do anything anymore. They can't deal with the fact they can't, can't get any iron out of our soil. So you just got to kind of enjoy it and try if you want to try your Iron Plus. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Listen, if he wanted to apply the iron and it's in a, in a lawn, tell him to uh, punch holes around the drip line of the tree and fill them full of uh, iron plus. Yeah. All right. Again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number Good to call luck. to be a part of the show. All right. 
There you go. All right. So what else is going on there? <laughs> you were no, y'all were. Oh, he said thank you. Oh, that was nice. What okay. happened? We had we had we're bilingual on this program. I noticed that you were doing really and so, well. Uh, well, that's why we were going through a translator. Yeah. Well, I always thought I, I think it's more than bilingual because Jerry's accent of yeah, is a separate go. language. You got to speak Tennessean too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I I was looking at Calvin's article. Okay. And I didn't mention Vinca as the. Deerproof <laughs> deer annual flower. And uh, <clears throat> he talks about, uh, let me see, where is it? <laughs> In the past years, I've lowered my Martin houses and shut the entry hole to eliminate any expansion of the English sparrow nesting after the Martins leave for the south. See? The Martins are leaving now, right? They are. But the sparrows are not. No, they're moving in, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why people get excited about these Martins when they're here for such a short period of time. And on wow. top of it all, Calvin writes uh, uh, that they're eating. That the Martins are eating. The butterflies. Well, we, yeah, they eat. This is they, terrible. They, they eat more butterflies and dragonflies than they do mosquitoes. Sure. Yeah. And so, so we're just drawing. The, you know, sparrows don't eat butterflies. Well, if they could catch them, they do. <laughs> and pieces, the little pieces of them, they, they'll eat everything they can find. Oh, okay. But I think he's making that up. Better. I mean, they'd rather have they'd rather rather have a good piece of uh, millet or millet, uh, yeah, grain. So I, I don't know. I see a lot of disparaging things being said about Martin. Luckily, yeah, <laughs> most of the readers don't. Yeah, I think the same way he does. Yeah, he, he may be a, he may be alone in this view. Well, I don't I don't know. There might be some people out there, a couple people out there that love cockroaches and English sparrows. <laughs> Did you share the story that that man uh, told you about Mitchell Lake and the? No, the I, I, uh, not on the air. No, I, what I, what Milton is talking about is that we, when he and I got here this morning, there was. Uh, one of our uh, listeners and a long-term customer of the Millburgers was uh, kind of excited. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he just finished a, a golf game and was here shopping. And he said that he had seen the Martins that I talked about in the article assembling at Mitchell Lake. He said there were thousands of them. And... Uh, I, I said, well, that that uh, figures because my I hadn't seen any in my neighborhood for three days, and I think most people most people are at the same situation where the 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 nesting birds for this year have all uh, assembled and are getting ready to go to South America. So the main the uh, so then he uh, he sent us a, he had taken a picture of the. Uh, 
Martin's on the wires and and in the air at uh, Mitchell Lake, and there were there were a large number of them. So it's it's kind of cool when you're when the article is right right on time in terms of a prediction. There you go. And we mentioned then in there that uh, now normally I would just lower my much to Jer- Jerry's chagrin because of his. Uh, Sympathy for the English sparrows. <laughs> I would just lower lower my marking houses and close them out, clean them up, close them out uh, because the martin's gone. But uh, uh, Bill, Bill and uh, Kyle over there at Well Birds yeah. Limited have convinced me that it's better to wait a little while now because there are uh, uh, martin uh, unattached martins and uh, young. Of the year from further north, may be coming through uh, over the next few weeks, and the poten- there's some potential that they'll identify your houses as a, a worthy place for uh, for them to try to nest next year, which is always desirable to have more more candidates uh, for your apartments. So I'm going to wait until I'm going to try to wait until the end of end of July before I lower the houses. But it'll be harder and harder if I don't see any purple martins. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and pretend. Uh, you'll you'll have the sparrows. sparrows. <laughs> you'll have the sparrows. Yeah, lots, lots of numbers. They, don't, don't be discouraged. They don't look the same. This One thing he wrote in there that kind of disturbed me, it says, some emerging young will be harassed by unmated martins called floaters that are part of most martin colonies so what is that what is that harassing by unmated martin are they not trying to breed are they no um <laughs> they're not the uh researchers are uh i think i think they all identify them but they're they're not ex- exactly sure what the their activities at this point uh, contribute to the long-term success. But they uh, they harass those young coming out of the nest. Huh. Uh, just, it's kind of like, you know, you know it's kind of like the bullies at school, I think. You know, you guys are new, and uh, we, we missed a breeding season, but we're going to take it out on you because we're t- <laughs> tougher and bigger. And uh, But usually... Those uh, young young martins just ignore the the floaters, and they meet with their parents. A uh, couple de- they go a little ways away from their house, and they meet and get fed and learn some things, and then they come back for several days before they take off. Hey, we got to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up hmm. on 930 AM, The Answer. Good timing.
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Let's talk about summer gardening because right now it's time to think about tomatoes. You've been thinking about it. Well, guess what? Millburgers has fall tomatoes. They're here, and all the varieties that are recommended for our area are in six packs for just $2.99. So you've been chomping at the bit to get those tomatoes in the ground. Now's the time to head on over to Millburgers and get the varieties that do well in this area that you'll enjoy. Millburgers also has Vinca on sale, the Cora series. This Texas superstar does well and doesn't have the common problems that other Vincas have. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Pentas. Society Garlic is on sale in the number one container for just $3.88. Dwarf Mexican Petunia in the number one container is just $3.88. And Mexican Bird of Paradise looks gorgeous all around town in the number three container. It's just $19.88. All this and the Bubba Desert Willow, two for $40 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, while the guys answer a question off the air, I'm going to talk to you about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Warren Remy and these guys have been at it. Y'all keep talking to her real quick, and um, they've been at it since 1976. They know what they're doing, and they've got some great things, not only uh, expertise uh, based on experience, but the new stuff as well. So they're working with organics. They're working with uh, trapping systems, especially the Into Care Mosquito Trapping System, which is used here by Millburgers to get rid of mosquitoes, used by Disney World and all these places. They've introduced it in San Antonio a couple of years ago, and it's gone gangbusters. People love it. It works well, and it works how they want it. So um, anyway, uh, give them a call and learn more about this and how they can help you. It's Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. They do all kinds of great stuff. If it's bugging you in the house, they'll help you get rid of it at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721 for Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control at GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, you're okay with being on the air? Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, you're on the air now. We've been trying to shut her down, but no, man, y'all are mean to her. Why are you being mean to her? Tell us. Because I didn't bring them cookies. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Tell tell us what you got here. What I have is a Japanese yew. This is the second year that it has been planted, and I I deep water it about every two weeks. I put some Miracle Grow on it periodically, and part of it. Is, it looks like it's dying, and yet there is greenery where the sun doesn't hit it as strongly. Help. Is that uh, an yeah, indication yeah. to you? <laughs> I the sun doesn't hit it as, uh, as hard as is it, uh, it's green? Well, I've not had that happen before, so this is why I brought it up. Oh, you got two? You got two others? Yes. Uh-huh. They're, they're, they're the same size, or are they older? Uh, um, they're the same size, they're the same age, but they aren't as full. Yeah. The, Unfortunately, the, the, they're they're pretty uh, unpredictable. But in, is this a, f- a f- full sun? Jerry brought up that sun thing. Is that? It gets about six hours of sun in the morning till early afternoon. So it doesn't get uh, two p.m. or no. Okay. No. How, how much? There's a big Monterey oak that shades it. Uh huh. How much how much water is is getting in there? Well, I yeah, is, it gets regular lawn water, but I deep water it every two weeks, a week and a half. I shovel uh-huh. it down. And how long has it been in place? About a year and a half. 
You said you dishwash it, dishwater it. Is that what you You're said? You're putting words in my mouth. Uh. <laughs> he likes cockroaches. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful. Uh, I went. It's uniform all over the plant. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, so that that could be a root problem. I'd be inclined to do a little digging in there and yes. make sure that your that your watering is getting that root ball. That because you know it could be. We've seen this kind of symptom when the soil is soggy. Mm-hmm. We've also seen this when a, when the root ball is uh, not getting wat- getting uh, uh, wetted mm-hmm. enough. So I kind of I think I kind of look. I don't see any uh, mites, mites or anything. No, because I sh- you know like you say in the paper, I shook it over a piece of white paper. Uh-huh, and I, I do take the hose and, and put the hose directly on it for anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. And that's but every two weeks, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's where, that's how long has it been in the ground? About a year and a half. Okay, so it's relatively young. Yeah. Do I cut it back? Do I let it be? What do you suggest I go from here? I do that, I do that, that little, uh, Checking on in the soil first and yes. see if you can determine, and then I w- I wouldn't cut off anything that still got some green on it. But if it's a clearly uh, a dead area, I would I no. go every. The leaves are not falling off, so uh, that's you know it's got this dryish, but they're not falling. Um, but they're. They're not going to look good in there. Uh, that's all right. I'm yeah. a long-time yeah. gardener. Are there? Are there? Uh, <laughs> are there any? Bu- I see a little green in there. Are there any buds or anything underneath those? That- um, there's a, a couple of them. You know, have a little green nobules, buds, kind of a uh, circle on the lid. Not this though. Uh huh. My intuition says to leave it be. That'll that'll that won't hurt it if you can. Stand the look. Oh, it's no problem. That's <laughs> no problem. A gardener is a gardener. I think you're going to end up cutting those just because of a you is that way. It's some some of our plants, you know, will. Yeah, it'll you, sprout. Yeah. It'll come back. Yeah. If what I'm it. trying to do is build a a, a yopon fence over against against my house for the neighbors so that I don't have to look at their house. Oh lord. So, you know, I may Is it boring what or are what? They, are they are they have they got a swimming pool? No, they have a hunk of a looking young man. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, what can I say? Um, uh, Jerry and my neighbors do the same thing. <laughs> the thing is, would I should I perhaps dig it out and replant a nice Young one there. Well, well you can fall. always do that, but you might want to plant that someplace. You might, you might just want to do that uh, exploration a little bit. How long yeah. have you fought this battle? Is it just about spring? three, four weeks? It, it's it happens slowly. Yeah, and at, at very least, do some more of that ex- exploration, and yeah. then make your determination. I'm I'm betting on that dry root ball. Yeah. And See, that'll, I'm if, betting against you. Dry root ball. I'm betting against you. Oh, okay. Well, let us know what you find out then. Okay. And, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm kind of with Jerry. If that's what it is, yeah. it, uh, 
and uh, yes. see if it's in is, but the potential is it could recover pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I took some buckets of water, just you know, big big buckets, and filled those up and threw them in there last mm-hmm. weekend. Okay, you have to put it on slowly. Yep. So it doesn't run off. No, it doesn't run off. And you can even you can even make some probes with your hand shovel. Yeah, yeah. I'm an old gardener. Okay. All right. You don't Thank look old. <laughs> Now, you get cookies next keep time. In, yeah. <laughs> keep in mind that Jerry's pretty old. Really? <laughs> you don't look old, Jerry. <laughs> I feel gotta, old. Now you got to bring her cookies. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank Sounds you good. Yeah, thanks. yeah let, let us know what you find out, okay? Yeah, yeah. especially if the root ball is dry. And I will dry. Well, that would be interesting if that root ball is dry. And that, wouldn't that be interesting? Because I really... But we have that... Uh, a lot of people have that problem. Oh, well, and not only other gardeners. Some of us have done this occasionally. No. I God haven't. doesn't give you special favor? No. no I water don't. just at your house? Yeah. From the, uh, from the sky, fresh water? No. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Very welcome. Thank Thanks you for coming by. Now, that, that shows you. You can call and ask your gardening question. You can come on by. and uh, you She can, wasn't too shy about being on the radio. She man. was not. She did great. Yeah, it's In fact, good, we man. couldn't shut her down. We, we didn't need to. We did, yeah, we didn't need to. because She was, did great. She had, she had uh, obviously explored a lot of the, yeah. the issues. Yeah. And then we, and what, what we tried to do is, well, go back and try this again and see... She, she uh, based on her experiences, she's probably right, but that when you see that symptom, it's hard to, to pass that up. Yeah. If it's a root rot, she might be able to pull it right straight out. That's right. Yeah. I, I didn't mention that to her, but, see, but she, yeah, she, she, suggested. she said it's only a year and a half old. Yeah. That is. Uh, and it had to be a big plant when she planted. Yeah. Oh, I think it's it's yeah. It's, I think it's obviously something with that root. Yeah, it's a root, root because it's uniform throughout the plant. Well, and then it's in the location in that shrub border, when you got fences around it and yeah. little frontages and things. It's it's real easy to either have a soggy area or an area that that doesn't get as much water as yeah. it thinks. And I'm wondering, she you heard her say. She poured a five-gallon bucket of water down, and it went straight down. That had to be, has to be a mighty loose soil. Yeah, that's like a for five gallons to go like straight a down. Half whiskey barrel with the, yeah with the sparkling people. You're right, and so that that she could be pouring that water over that root ball, and it's still not uh, having time to absorb it. Well, that's an interesting issue that I think we overlooked. Well, we started to talk about it, you know, our containers have such a loose uh, soil in them that that you almost have to water constantly. Oh, yeah. Where if you had a little heavier soil, sometimes you can, your reservoir is much more uh, efficient in terms of keeping the water. Yeah. But it's a happy, it's a happy medium in there, so you got to find. And uh, we were talking about last week... Uh that that can that can be a problem, and uh, you have to water it quite often. And we were talking about uh, when you buy a plant from a nursery, they're in a very loose mix because 
they they put them in a mix that can sustain the plant, yet uh, is easy to is not heavy, not yeah. so heavy as move the, move it and shipping it is yeah the old time yeah. plants. Uh, they they put them in clay. In fact, uh, their recommendation for a potting mix back 40 years ago was uh, a third soil, third sand, third organic material. That was always the neat way for the uh, raised bed garden, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, it's, and some, <clears throat> now we get a... I've re, for a number of years, I recommended people use all, all compost. But I'm kind of rethinking that. Yeah, I think I think it does that. That one third, one third, one third is is probably a better mix for raised bed gardens. I'm I'm seeing people walk out of here with uh, <laughs> a lot of dwarfuralia. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's on sale. That may, that is may, it? I think so. I don't uh, think so. That and it's blooming. Not. It's blooming up a storm all oh, over the city. Oh, it is. It is on sale. You're right. Blooming. Well, it was six ninety nine, now three eighty eight. Yeah, it's a good price on that. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and, the, and the plants are spectacular. It's a, full yeah. of bloom. Yeah, and it's a plant that will do some blooming in shade. It will, will prosper the foliage, make a good ground cover. Yeah, but does a it does a real a lot of blooming in the in the sun. Now, in some places, if it's a there's been enough moisture. The deer don't eat, are not real fond of it. But my neighborhood, they'll they'll eat at it when it gets kind of droughty like this. They they don't eat the whole plant. They just eat the top. So, yeah, if the if the soil is is uh, if it's uh, depends on how much drought there is. Yeah. But uh, I don't. Yeah, it was not be something I would say is uh, generally deer proof though. Yeah. The deer, there's not a preferred deer. Plant. That's right. Yeah, they had their, <laughs> they had their choice. That's one they, of the, one of they'd the even eat the horse herb long yeah, before that. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> I got excited this morning. Oh, oh good no. for you. What'd you get? Some chicken? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went to. Uh, I went. I, I took took the garbage out this morning. Bag of garbage, which is right by my satsuma tree. And that tree is filled with satsuma. It's perfect with satsuma. But the deal is they're evenly distributed throughout the plant. You know, a lot of times satsuma can have five or six in a cluster. Yeah. Which we talk about thinning. This two varieties that I have uh, are loaded with uh, marble-sized fruit. Uh, and they're spaced about uh, six to eight inches apart. Yeah, that's, all over the tree. That's unusual. It is. It is. Um, you know, it's more usual for, I think, for Mexican lime and for Meyer yeah. lemon to be pretty well spaced. Yeah. But, but uh, satsumas will take whatever space you give them usually. I mentioned satsumas because if you've got an older established tree, uh, remember. It's going to be several hundred degrees uh, the next two or three days, next week. And so you want to watch the water. What about your trees that aren't 
that are in containers, too. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, that goes without yeah. saying. Yeah, they, That's they, almost at least once a day. Yeah, if they've gone two days, you're, they're, uh, they're, there's a real threat. They might drop some fruit. So, oh, yeah. They'll drop some fruit. I was noticing that this morning. I said, I got to water again. Today. Yeah. And I... Uh, I always, uh, last last year I uh, didn't have much fruit, and so I would wait till the Asian jasmine, which is planted under the trees, would wilt. Uh, it hasn't. My Asian jasmine hasn't wilted yet, but it's close to it. So uh, now that I got fruit fruit on there, I'm going to be watering it uh, once a week. Thoroughly watered once a week. And remember now that the, the, we're in drought restrictions, so, uh, you know, hand watering's allowed any time, but uh, yeah. follow, you know, uh, follow the rules and uh, hey, everybody no will be, have plenty good, of water. It's a good excuse to drink a beer or a glass of wine. You can stand out there and hand water. <laughs> there you go. You sound like Jerry now. He was going <clears> to. <throat> Hold the hose. That was his scheme a number of years ago. He was going to hand water by holding the hose inside the house and his window. Yeah. Kind of run it through there. I don't know if that actually worked or not. Hey, well, Trace. Well, yeah, it works. Trace is up on the porch with us. But, Trace, <laughs> will you help us with Robert? He's got a question on a Sago Palm. Sure. Robert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Thanks for calling us at 210-308-8867. How can we help you today? Robert, you there? Yes, there you, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah got you now. I, I, I 100% agree with your watering methodology. That is the perfect <laughs> idea. It's the best. Uh, I'm driving, so I'm going to ask a question, then hang up and listen. Would one of okay. y'all run through the process of taking Sago Palms, uh, the pups, off the, off the mother, and how to deal with them and when to replant them again? The cute little pups. You well, take that, the puppies away from the the uh, mother. Well, the, that, the, the, that, the good, good news news that all all three of us probably have a little different technique, and all three of them probably work because they're not hard. Well, sometimes it's a little hard work, but yeah. uh, but it's not it's not hard difficult to have them be successful. All right. So well, now he's listening. So tell him what to do. Trace, you want to start, or do you want one of us? Well, uh, this is the time of year to do it, in my opinion. The hotter, the better. Yeah. Uh, so you have to look at the pup and see if it's coming from the side or if it actually has its own roots. If it's coming from the side, I'd cut it, let it scab for a couple, two or three days, and then I'd plant about half that little pineapple-looking thing in a, a loose soil mixture. Yeah. Uh, if it has its own root, then uh, don't let it scab over and do the same. How deep would you, you you wouldn't put it very deep, would you? About, about half, I would do about half a little whatever pineapple-looking thing it's got uh-huh. on it. So you, you wouldn't have to prop it up if you did it that deep, would you? Right. And, uh, and then you, you, you probably want one of those soils that uh, is, yeah. is pretty little. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the, the only... You put it in the shade, right? I, I would, yes. When it's so 102 it degrees. It starts growing. <laughs> That works. Right. Uh, what about on the? Uh, oh, this was one with the side off the side, or one uh, with its own roots. Uh, either would go in the shade and in a in a pot, but the the one off, the, if it's just off the side, I would let it scab over. Yeah. So I would leave it off the uh, off the plant, not in soil for two or three days. I think people don't have a lot of confidence that 
that it was gonna there's no roots on it or anything yeah it's gonna you just leave survive. it alone and then they'll the other thing they do not maybe not as bad on the <laughs> on the this one as the other poems but over water yeah yeah you don't uh they hardly ever you hardly ever lose them to uh lack of water that's true and trace emphasized that that this is always the best time because the the, the soil doesn't stay soggy and they respond to the to the this heat and the dry real well that's right if you call the little plants pups it's going there too <laughs> i just wonder no i don't i pups. use i use babies and mother there mother. you go okay. Okay. okay okay that sounds better not the dog nomenclature no. not the dog nomenclature <laughs> Well, Trace, what's going on? Oh, just another uh, interesting day. Uh, we did, we <laughs> it's did a pretty get, day. We did get our uh, our six pack tomatoes in. Pretty good sampling of varieties, and hopefully this next week we'll uh, we'll step back into the four and a half. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of people taking advantage of that this week, and uh, just moving along. And then we also have a good selection of one gallons too for those yep. of you that want the the bigger size. Yeah, those in the six pack and the six pack there in peat pots, and uh, you don't have to take the peat pot off. You just make sure it's under the soil line or the in the potting mix, and you pot them up. You don't plant them directly in the garden, unless you've got drip irrigation, or unless you're going to be able to absolutely water them well, even twice, day, a, twice day. a day if yeah, you need twice to. Be. A day. Once in the morning, once in the afternoon, would, I mean, the evening would be it's great. It's so much smarter to put them in a large, in a gallon-sized container. And which you, which you we use, do sell, by the way. Use yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. use a, Not too much, use a good potting, 49 cents potting yeah. mix. Well, Tra- Tra- Trace also tell us, uh, I thought that was interesting, that we had a, last week we had a, a gardener that was going to plant the tomatoes in the, in a large container, mm-hmm. and he was deb- debating about the whiskey barrel, and you know, uh, if that was the best way to go. And then we talked about those big plastic. Yep. Uh, uh, what are the choices there? Well, uh, the inexpensive choice in plastic is a 25 gallon blow mold pot. So it's a thinner black nursery pot. And they're only 9.99. Which. Really, is a pretty good size. I would think it's better than the five gallon that, he, that, yeah, uh, that yeah. he was trying to use. And yeah. if you don't want, to, when you talk about those big pots like that, uh, if you don't want to uh, use as much potting mix as it takes, in other words, fill it completely up with potting mix, you can put a. Uh, 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 core some type of core uh, you made out of a netting or screen in the center and then fill up around <coughs> and that, that'll that'll take up a lot take up quite a that's bit such a pain but, but wouldn't they want that much soil in the long run yeah yeah well, they may as well use a five gallon if they're not going to use that space I was thinking that 25 gallon and then the yeah. soil doesn't turn. Nature's creation, organic potting soil. With your favorite With. Stuff. With fungi. Mycorrhiza fungi. Mycorrhiza. Use, use up what you get and don't put it in the garage close to the door. 
little mycorrhizae will come in the house with you. Is that right? I think and you're then, the only person that experiences that. Then you then you'll have to have call uh, uh, our bug man to get to get the mycorrhizae out of the house. We'll have to ask Warren if he can get yeah. rid of mycorrhizae. <laughs> he's gotten so fascinated with the mycorrhizae, he's he's not talking about how important osmocote is too in that situation. There you go. Because that that uh, I, I even heard David talk about liberal amounts of liberal amounts. Did he say copious? He did say copious. Did All right. say copious. I, I was trying to give him an extra word in there that wasn't the same as. <laughs> oh, <Jerry. okay. laughs> I'm proud of him. Yeah, copious is now. I think scientists are now made this a technical term. It's, uh, <laughs> well, it's not. For a long time, it's been used in uh, uh, novels. Okay. English murder mysteries. Uh, <laughs> almost every one of them has copious. Copious. In it. Yeah. Uh, that Thrialis uh, on sale is on sale and still in blue. It's beautiful, and the deer won't touch it. Do you want to talk about some of the stuff on sale that you normally don't have on sale? Sure. What you got? I can't remember. Bubba Desert <laughs> Willow. That one, there you go. That's that's. I think I've been on sale once since I've been here. Uh, that's a great plant. So yeah, that was uh So again, this industry we're struggling on getting our normal merchandise. So uh, just to find something that people might be interested in, we're having to reach out of the box to, to find things that, uh, that would be that way. So Society Garnick's another one. Yeah, I saw that. So I, I don't think we've ever advertised that in any way, manner, or form. But it's very commonly used, and it's a great deer-resistant, uh, low-water consumption perennial with a real pretty bloom that garlic flavor uh, permeates the air. I saw a lady walking out with a wagon full of those things. Oh, good. It's uh, price it's, to do it, too. It's, it's, almost, it's almost in every landscape architect's diagram. Yeah, it's not a garlic. I mean, but it, it, the leaves, when you break the leaves, they smell just like garlic. I guess, and, you, could, I guess you could cook them. How much are those begonias? Which, All right, again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. And then the Bubba Desert, was, what, Desert Willow. Oh, yeah. I can't see it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Paul like Cox 90. Bubba Desert Willow. Yeah, and I see those around town. You were talking about your uh, canes and the uh, the pony foot. Yeah. But uh, I see the Bubba Desert Willow in tough conditions, oh, in yeah. drive-throughs, uh, yeah. and it's, it's, hummingbirds seem to love it. It's the prettiest. What's that? What's that? What, uh, Bubba Desert Willow. It's the prettiest oh. desert willow that you can find. Well, I have you, a, you know, I we got a, I got a uh, email about, uh, and this was the the, the, the typical uh, when we get into droughts. Uh, people saying, why are my leaves on my desert willow falling off? I keep watering and watering. No, and, no. And, that, that, and that's the like issue. Sounds like Shanisa, yeah. Yeah, that's the Tell issue. Them they call it desert willow. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little tough if you got it in the San Augustine lawn. Oh, yeah. And you're trying to keep it green in this kind of weather. <laughs> it's like the old days, the mesquites, when they were yeah. trying to keep those alive. And that's a Paul Cox plant. Uh, he actually named it. Can you believe he named it Bubba? Oh, can, I think I can believe and, that. Uh, <laughs> that uh, also, uh, you've got uh, Lynn's Legacy Sinisa on sale. Yeah, we do. Still. Still. And that's a Paul Cox plant, too. Yeah, we had oh, somebody right? inquire about that, yeah. too, if they still had them. No. I brought in 200, so I figured that'd last me uh, the summer. Yeah. And they're blooming, so rain's on that's, the way. That was... No, it was 
to say that too. That there's yeah. So when when is rain? September? October? Uh, normally we normally they seem to be about anywhere from the time they bloom to about two weeks. Historically, what, what I've noticed. Historically, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I cannot deny it. Sooner or so later. So I saw them on Wednesday. So so this Wednesday will be a week, and next Wednesday would be the week after that will be another one. So okay. we'll see. So we'll see what the doesn't matter what the weather forecast say. Good for that. I man. don't care that there's not a cloud in the sky. The Sinisa know what they're doing. I'm amazing. He there's seems so sure of himself. I am. They have never let me down in all these years. So, sometimes I wonder if he just doesn't go out and run in the sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Look, I was right. That's I, right. I've got an exciting thing to announce about this uh, about the sale items. Okay. When you then, o- we, then we gotta take a break. So. And when you open the sale items at Millburger Nursery, they've added a new search column at the top of the page. Have you seen that, Trace? Uh, who, who, whoever's I, doing the I know that I know they were doing something with uh, with Milton, but I don't know if that's no, it or no, not. No. But uh, so they've got it's got a search item search. Uh, deal at the top of the page and I typed in to see if it was working uh, Esperanza and I got all the uh, all of the listings and the write-ups on uh, Esperanza that's appeared on uh, Millburger. Yeah, it's right at the uh, the header. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's right above the right above the header. So uh, that's a, that's a, a nice little addition. Yeah, and you can even sign up if you go see the sale items. Right to the right, it says sign up for the newsletter. Yeah. Hey, we got to take another break. So Trace, hang on if you can. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More after this on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Let's talk about summer gardening because right now it's time to think about tomatoes. You've been thinking about it. Well, guess what? Millburgers has fall tomatoes. They're here, and all the varieties that are recommended for our area are in six packs for just $2.99. So you've been chomping at the bit to get those tomatoes in the ground. Now's the time to head on over to Millburgers and get the varieties that do well in this area that you'll enjoy. Millburgers also has Vinca on sale, the Cora Series. This Texas superstar does well and doesn't have the common problems that other Vincas have. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Pentas. Society Garlic is on sale in the number one container for just $3.88. Dwarf Mexican Petunia in the number one container is just $3.88. And Mexican Bird of Paradise looks gorgeous all around town in the number three container. It's just $19.88. All this and the Bubba Desert Willow, two for $40 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hey, uh, real quick before we go back to the uh, the show, I want to talk to you about deck and patio care by Barry Hagendorf. Uh, this is the time of year you're enjoying that deck that you're uh, doing stuff, and uh, we want to make sure it looks good and that you're happy with it and it's living up to what you bought it for. 
That's why I want you to go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. There you'll get to see. This is the easiest thing to do because you'll see when Barry says it really can look new again, there's a great example. Front page right there on that main page. It's uh, an example of a gray kind of blah deck and then they've cleaned it up it looks terrific it looks new uh, but all they've done is just kind of fix it up so they can help you with that call them at 210-822-9147 210-822-9147 they do fence treatment pebble stone uh, driveway cleaning and sealing deck repair and construction all that and more at deck and patio care by barry hagendorf online at deck and patio care.com Tom is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Tom, what's going on? Welcome to the show. How you doing? Uh, doing well, doing well. Hey, uh, listen, I've got a bull oak that I planted. I started from a acorn some years ago. It's about probably seven feet tall. It's in a container. And I, in a, it's in a semi-shaded, sunny area. And I went out there this morning, and about 75% of the leaves are on the ground. And I just wondered if there, you got any ideas as to what could have caused that. Could it um, have dried out? I don't think so. I mean, it's right next to my garden. You said it's, my in, a, you said it's in a container. Yeah, yeah. How right often are you watering? No, it's right next to my vegetable garden, so it's regular water. How big is the container? Uh, it's probably about 18 inches in diameter. Oh, that's pretty big. Because uh, I've, I've seen some with the 100 degrees get real hot, and, you know, you, they, they would uh, kill some of the roots around the edge of the side. That's right. In that black plastic. And uh, you, you've got the water, water the plant directly on the root ball. When it's in yeah. a container. Yeah. And watering the garden and letting some water hit it from the garden, that's not going to do it. You're going no, to have to. No, I, mean, I would take the hose around the garden and hit some spots in the garden and, and you know, douse yeah. the uh, container with the tree with it as well. Are, yeah. are some of the leaves, are there still some leaves on it? Yeah, there are. And I just thought, you know, I don't know if there's a chance of the tree. You know, this is a little, you know, one inch, well, inch and a half diameter. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like if it's been in it three or four years, it's uh, it seems like it's time to be put in the in the landscape someplace. I suspect yeah, it's you know, still alive. I mean, I just put it into a bigger container after, and that's what I was going out to do. And I, I just thought, why are all these leaves on the ground? So I put it into a, you know, probably just a three-inch wider container, but a deeper container. And I thought, well, I don't even know if the damn thing's going to live now. But it, it, it does still have leaves on it. Yeah. Um, okay. So but maybe... The, I, when, you, when you water it, you water, put that water right at the base of the... right near the trunk. Yep. Where it's getting that root ball soaking wet. Right. Now, you... Okay. You, you didn't give it a uh, a dose of uh, slow release lawn fertilizer or anything in the when you moved it. No, I right now, I just put, added some garden dirt because I've got some, nothing growing in my garden really of significance. So 
I just took some dirt out of the garden, threw it in this in a, a bigger planter, and yeah. you know the root ball kind of all uh, held together as I transferred it from the old one to the to the yeah. new one. Um, that should reco- should recover. Just yeah, soak okay, it. Well, yep. You might even put a saucepan or something under it. Yeah, to soak it this with this hundred degree heat. If, because there's some some sensitivity there for some reason. Okay, well, I'll give it a, I, you know, it's one of those things at least I'm not getting the uh, idea that it's necessarily going to die. It might come back. I'll give it some, yeah, I'll make sure to keep some water, keep watering it more regularly. How often, this, again, this is outside, it's in a container. How often do you, would you water that? Well, the, but I, I think it, I might do it every other day for a while. Okay, and then I did not use any root stimulator on it when I replanted it. Would that be recommended? No, no. That's um, yeah. We we want to avoid anything with that's salty when in that kind of a situation. Okay, good deal. All right, good luck. Let us know if you uh, discover anything. Okay, we'll do. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308. Got about a minute. What you got there? Yeah, during the during the big drought that we had several years ago, uh, I watched a lot of young trees do exactly what he's talking about, and the tops died, lost all their leaves, but they had some lower leaves. And uh, they never came back. The tops never came back. Uh, but uh, And the uh, tree eventually died because they weren't watering it. So uh, that's typical water mm-hmm. uh, shortage. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m. The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're here at Millburgers. It's a beautiful afternoon. Uh, not a cloud in the sky and lots of folks out here. Uh, doing shopping, and so we encourage you to come on out and visit with us. Uh, and uh, you can ask your gardening question in person, or you can call us at 210-308-8867. Yeah, hopefully it'll warm up a little bit later. I think it will. Uh, I'm kind of cold now. I think yeah, you'll get your wish. It's kind of cool up here on the porch. Yeah, it'll get more beautiful then when it's uh, <laughs> 102 instead of 98. <laughs> we we mentioned uh, watering the trees a while ago, and Cameron... Yeah. It's uh, taking care of the birds, and is this week in the garden of today's paper? Well, hang on a sec. We got Trip on the line. If this is going to okay, be... well, let's talk to Trip at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trip, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? 
I'm doing good. Hey, it's been about a year since I called you all on tomatoes, and I did have a good crop this year. I probably got about 50 or 60. You know, they weren't really giant, but uh, it seems like the heat's already here. The plants are dying, so when is a good time to put them back in? Right right now, or I'll, I'll probably, if I replant, I'll probably replant in a week or even two okay. weeks. Uh, what did, did you? Keep, what? Which ones did you have good luck with? Well, I had the um, red snappers. Those were good, and uh, those what six six eight? Was it like a BH six six eight? Nine six eight. Yeah. 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 Those. Yeah, those. you had good I, ones. Yeah, I, I gave a lot of them away. It was uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> good. <laughs> but yeah. Did you make them um, pick them? No, I picked them for them, but, yeah. but uh, they enjoyed them. But um, should I keep them in pots and, and maybe put them on the side of the house where there's more shade first? For no, no. Well, Jerry, um, if you, it depends on what you get. There's one gallons for sale, and mm-hmm. there, there might, may be some four and a half inch later. But if you buy the little one incher, inches, put them. Uh, Jerry's recommending you put them in uh, one gallon containers for a few weeks. Okay. Uh, so that so that they can get some size and some root before you play, set them out there in that full sun. Okay, and yeah. put some more osmocot on them when I have yeah. them in the pot. There you go. Well, and if they're you know you you don't have to rush. Right. <laughs> no. If they're in a one gallon container, you got a little time. Okay. Oh, another thing well, I wanted to tell you, I li- I listen to y'all every Saturday because and Sunday because. I get a hoot out of y'all talking about those sparrows and roaches. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I bet I bet this band's going to join my sparrow club. Yeah, you. you That's uh, why he hasn't called for the last year. Yeah, he's been. <laughs> yeah, I know. He didn't want to get in recruited uh, into that sparrow club. Yeah, y'all make my day when I listen to y'all, and I well, learn thanks, a lot. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you for the nice words. That's great. Okay, so that's what. Take I care of your sparrows. Time. Hey, yeah. I've got these little red bugs. Well, they're not red. They look sort of like they're not a spider. They almost look like how those black, um, we used to call them stink bug things. They kind of look like that, but they're red, and they're like all over my tomatoes. Yeah, they're, that's probably a... Uh, harlequin? Yeah, well, one, one of one of the stink, stink bugs or harlequins, that it's one of those... Life stages. The only one I know of that's got red on it is the harlequin beetle. Yeah, and the the, the good okay. the good news is that they're relatively vulnerable if you can spray them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're if, thick uh, on there, and I think what happened is there. I had well, like a uh, regular Texas sunflower come up in my garden, and I yeah. think they might be coming from that sticky part over there. Like, like. Huh. could be. Yeah. Well. Uh, uh, yeah, anything seven malathion, but I think even spinner saddle will, will take those those young ones out. Okay. And now, uh, did uh, are, are they on your old tomatoes? Your one, the old tomatoes. Yeah, the, yeah, the ones okay, I just, well, just you're picked, gonna pull those up. The, you're gonna pull those up. So that so Jerry is, yeah. is the the organic gardening side of them has come out. Yeah. And yeah. he says you don't. Why waste the spray when you're going to be harvesting those things and pulling them out anyway? Yeah, yeah I'm going to pull them out and put them in trash bags, like y'all say, and then put them yeah. in a trash can. Yeah. Let them all yeah, go. Well, 
we talked about, I don't know if you were hearing, uh, listening when we were talking about the spider mites carefully put the uh, plastic garbage bag over the plant mm-hmm. and try to trap as many of them in that garbage uh, sack as you can and you to get rid of the adults and the eggs. And Good. we, you know, we say, well, you, it's it's not perfect. You'll have some escape. But uh-huh. you reduce those numbers really makes a difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good deal. Okay. Well, I appreciate Charles' time. Well, so, okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the nice words. <laughs> we keep talking about those sparrows. Yeah, he's not going to oh, let yeah, it go. You I'm can count you. on that. No. <laughs> no, y'all make me laugh when I hear that. <laughs> just uh, just give a false name, and then he won't know. Yeah, all right. Yeah. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right, thank you all. Yeah, you bet. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308. Speaking of birds, you were talking about Calvin's. Oh, yeah, talking about uh, uh, This Week in the Garden and Calvin's uh, articles uh, this week in this week's paper, Section C, San Antonio Life and Sports, uh, in Express News says that to encourage more songbird activity in your landscape, provide one or more bird baths as a water source. Uh, they will need to be rinsed and refilled every day. Now, mine doesn't need to be rinsed and refilled every day. It, mine, it, mine is cement, and it dries out every day. <laughs> Which, so you don't have to worry about algae or anything like or that. Or mosquito. Well, mosquitoes yeah. or anything like that. Uh, for more, even more action, outfit the bird bath with a recirculating pump. The pumps are inexpensive and easy to operate. There's uh, there's some of them. Uh, you can go on the web and you can find all the kinds of uh, selections. And Wild Birds Unlimited has them. Uh, you can get them solar powered. You can get them plug in. Yeah. You can just do a little drip hose on them too, but. Uh, Jerry, that I think that's this kind of weather. That is oh, one, of, one yeah. of the easiest ways to uh, see a lot of variety of birds. And I was thinking, with all the kids at at home, it, there you go. That could be a cool project. You can let them be, fill up the bird bath. Yeah, and they, they can experiment with the recycling pump if you want. Yeah, but they they could easily record ten species. I would guess, depending on what your neighborhood is like in terms of trees and everything, I would bet uh, within two days you'd probably count ten different species. Oh, yeah, the, they're, they're fun to uh, to watch. Yeah. Play in the bird bath. And hummingbirds, and, yeah. and bees, butterflies, <laughs> everything. Comes. And if you don't believe that the birds will come or, or need water at this time of the year, uh, go ahead and put a sprinkler out. Yeah. <laughs> And you know one of those that kind of shoots up in the air a little bit, and watch the birds come. They're playing in that sprinkler. Now you now be, <laughs> you probably don't want to do that, that during restrictions. Yeah, you, you, but the bird bath is uh, is a good thing, good thing to do. But but when you do that sprinkler, uh, the, one of the funniest things is those those hummingbirds. Yeah, they they just hover in the air. <laughs> oh, is that the water? The water, yeah. They don't want it hitting them, mm-hmm. but they uh, like to like to play with it. Uh, yeah, it's a shower, <clears throat> in and out of the shower quickly, you know. Yeah. So the birds, uh, our pets yes. need water, and we need water, and the 
birds they water. And yep. it's and this is a lot of that's a lot of fun and it's easy uh, to maintain. Uh, it's not a major, you know, if you don't want to do it in the winter time, you don't have to. But in our erratic rainfall oh, in winter yeah. time, it works works just as well in the winter. And when it's it's so hot, they're 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 hurting. When your grass is drying up, the birds are oh, looking a, for water. That's a good way to, to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got bird baths here, and uh, Birds Unlimited, uh, mm-hmm. all all of the suppliers of uh, bird seed, and uh, uh, even some of the suppliers of uh, bird information books uh, have bird baths. So even uh, even sparrows will come to the bird. Bath. That's right, they will. Yeah, oh, boy, it's a guy. It's a kind of a, a neutral ground, I guess. Is it Elton, okay? Yeah. I can shut them out of my... Uh, Everybody, yeah, oh, there, if you just get them, them out the of my Martin bath, house, then. but they're welcome to the bird baths. Oh, say you do care. There you go. I knew you'd come around. Yeah, those low, are they low-flying birds? Are the sparrows low-flyers? No, they're very pretty versatile. <laughs> they're oh, as okay. high as they need to. Okay. Do y'all, they're do a survivor. Do y'all wonder why I'm so adamant for sparrows? No, because we worked with you for all yeah, those years, <laughs> and we've known you're weird all along. Yes, I, I'm sir, I'm serving sparrows repentance. Okay, of what I did when I was a younger oh, man. Oh no! Yeah, were there sparrows that lost their lives at your hands? Not hundreds, sparrows. hundreds a day. Oh, what? Yeah, good lord! They they migrate in uh, in Tennessee. Uh, with the with the blackbirds and the starlings and those types of things, and where they used to nest in our red gum tree, our I'm sorry, sweet gum tree, in the front yard, and with a BB gun, those were forty feet tall. Uh, we would we would take them down. Wow. We, we'd kill them kill them till dark. When they came in, so now you owe them a debt. I owe them a debt. I'm trying to repent. That'll be that'll appear in a <clears throat> short story someday. Yes, or a classic tale of horticulturists. <laughs> and the good news is, yeah, they weren't didn't go to waste because we had a fellow that would eat them. Yeah, yeah. so we'd pile them over there, and he'd take them home and eat them. Well, uh, not much meat on the bone. I thought you were going to talk about. Uh, Cats. When I when I go fishing at Cattle Lake, uh, they, they you know if you catch a whole bunch of crappies or catfish, yeah. or they've got uh, these guys that for a small fee will f- fillet your fish. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they start. They just take their tools out, <laughs> and these big cats. Oh, cats! Come out of the woods. Oh, hanging Lord. out and. Uh, <laughs> And know they're going to end up with fish yeah. heads and everything else. With some entrails. So yeah. no, nothing goes to waste. <laughs> no. It's kind of like a pig, Milton. We eat everything on the pig except the squeal. And even then. Even then. <laughs> if, if, if we're really hungry, we eat the squeal. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, All right. Focus, focus now. 210 <laughs> 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, Kevin got a good tip in there about controlling Bermuda grass that is invading flower beds and shrub borders with a grass-specific contact herbicide. 
such as fusillade, post, grass begun, or ornament. And uh, we can't overemphasize that it only kills grass. I often tell the story of uh, taking it to Tennessee when it first came out and spraying my mother's uh, petunia bed that I had planted for. Yeah. With her on the porch yelling, oh. you're going to kill those things. <laughs> you know, your, your, your offspring doesn't get any kind of uh, 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 expression of confidence. Yeah. And like that woman with the root ball, did you tell your mom, were you... Did you throw it in her face and tell her that she was wrong and you didn't kill anything, or did you still let go? No, it, it takes a while for those products to work. So, uh, and I wasn't up there for a very long period of time, oh, okay. so it, I would spray it and then leave. And uh, within two weeks, two to three weeks, uh, the grass had died, the Bermuda grass had died. And the uh, b- the petunias had over yeah, taken overgrown over. it, so she really never got to see a bunch of dead grass. Out oh, there. okay. And she couldn't get off the porch anyway. So anyway, uh, that's uh, I see all these people buying these ground covers around here, and uh, people with uh, Asian jasmine and things like that. Uh, that's the best way. To take Bermuda grass out of those, those uh, overrunning, and if you think Bermuda grass is going to die when it gets hot, I think it it uh, thrives on hot weather. Mm. Oh yeah, as long as it got some water. And the mo- each of those, uh, as we've discussed, each of those products has a little different response to the heat or the cold. Yeah, right. So you can check that. Uh, that label out, but I, in my experience, most of them eventually work. It just uh, sometimes slows them down, yeah. depending on the, the temperature, heat. The her the herbicide will kill the grass, including the roots. That's the important part, without injuring the broad-leafed plant. Now, it does it on the label. Of course, the label is the law. It says that you can't use it in gardens or you I don't know they just don't recommend gardens plant but most of our garden vegetables are broadleaves which it will not kill well and if you catch it at the border of yeah, the, the garden the because it'll translocate back yeah then then you 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 have to use judgment you have to follow like Jerry said you have to follow that label uh, but but you can, if you kind of keep your eye on it and uh, catch that Bermuda grass before it crosses in or just after it crosses in, uh, then then you're in uh, pl- have plenty of time to uh, uh, get the the application on. What do we have, Trace, in terms of grass specific? Uh, we got do we have Ornamec or we have Ornamec and we have Grass Be Gone. Okay. Those and, are two good ones. And I might have over the top, but I have to check on that. Oh, that's yeah, right. We used to have post, didn't we? Well, over the top and post for the same thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Just What's day. up, Trace? Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Came back to visit with us. What's going on? 
I knew you were coming back. I, yeah. just, I just assumed Jerry was going to make another bad joke, and I need to come in. No. I oh, appreciate that. Well, yeah, he did. So you got here a little late, but um, I'm sure you got another one coming. Yeah, so you were kind of talking about the uh, things coming in and what you got, but I know tomorrow we talk more about that. Yep, I'll know more tomorrow. Okay. But uh, what kind of questions are you getting from folks that are visiting? Uh, lots of people are thinking they're having chinch bug and grub problems. Okay. I'm not sure it's real. Yeah, I'm but, with you. Uh, uh, but they're uh, asking. They're thinking they got it. When it's a, when it's 100 degrees and a blast of sun like this, and then, then we're, we have a, a shade kind of encroaching a lot of landscapes, it's always hard to make that diagnosis on that it's grubs or chinch bugs. But it could be. I mean, it could be. Yeah. But uh, do, do your best. Uh, there's instructions on plantanswers.com. Uh, how to how to detect and determine for sure that's one of what the product the problem is. Yeah. Kevin talks about in his article about uh, using uh, uh, tubular nectar producing plants such as firebush and porterweed to attract the uh, hummingbirds to the patio, a container in full sun or on your patio, or bring the resident black-chinned hummingbird in for a close observation. And they'll get pretty friendly, pretty close. And they'll get pretty friendly with all the people of the family. (laughs) They won't get real friendly with the intruding other hummingbirds. Is there a... uh, Dog fights. How do you tell if it has a black chin? They have a black chin. Now, it's it's difficult if it's female, though. Because a ruby-throat female and a black-shinned female look so so much alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, then the other thing, Jerry, I think of that uh, that uh, column also mentions if you got a shady patio. Yeah, panto really works well. That's mm-hmm. what I was. That's what I was leading up to. And uh, he says if your patio's in the shade, pentas work nearly as well to attract the inter- interesting visitors. Now, uh, pencils are on sale too. They are today. Uh, this, so this my wife cycle. has my wife has great success in pots with uh, the shrimp plant. Oh yeah, oh, yes. yeah, that's, that's right. A good one too. They do. There's, there's almost always a couple out there fighting for it. Well, and, and it's amazing how the and we mentioned this in the article. Uh, they've, they've they've kind of finished. The hummingbirds have finished their main nesting in, for the spring. And so all those young are coming to the hummingbird feeders and to your patio plants. Yeah. And then the, and they're they're less the parents are less territorial too. So all kinds of uh, hummingbirds suddenly show up. Yeah, the right up on Pinterest says highly heat tolerant, low maintenance blooming plant, in red and pink. Excellent in mass plantings that attract hummingbirds and butterflies. Uh, re- uh, one number one, one gallon pot, regularly six ninety nine, on sale for four eighty eight. Did it emphasize the shade? No. Yeah, gosh, that's the that's, that's <laughs> the most wonderful. Thing but it'll about it. it'll also take sun too. As long as you, yeah, as long as you got your watering can yeah. ready. And I, I was. <laughs> A lady came up, uh, the the pentas are right here in front of our 
booth, so to speak. We, we did that on purpose. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, they were over there yesterday, and they moved them over here. <laughs> I saw I saw a lady picking a bunch of them out, and uh, I, that always fascinates me the way uh, customers pick plants. Because they all they all look all the same to me. I mean, they're they're all full of blooms, and especially if you reach over in the middle to get a pot. I know. have to admit, that and I, I want I want to ask her now. Why did well, yeah. there's a lot of people? Well, what did you get that? There's from? a lot of people that have to talk to the plant. Oh yeah, and the plants right? to be able to talk. Yeah, back. Get, get a get a good response. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm kind of like Jerry. I said. You know, the plant's going to change the minute you get it in your <laughs> environment. But then when I get out there, I catch myself, too. Oh, this one looks so much prettier. Yeah, right. Look at all those, <laughs> all of those unopened buds on there. But all of these are all full bloom. Right? Oh, you man. can't see the foliage for the bloom. Well, that's the thing about pinthas, as long as you can keep them. Hey, guys. Water. We, yeah, you don't have to cut them back. Yeah. don't have to cut them, shear them back. We are up against a break here, so we're going to take a quick one and be back in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Let's talk about summer gardening because right now it's time to think about tomatoes. You've been thinking about it. Well, guess what? Millburgers has fall tomatoes. They're here, and all the varieties that are recommended for our area are in six packs for just two ninety nine. So you've been chomping at the bit to get those tomatoes in the ground. Now's the time to head on over to Millburgers and get the varieties that do well in this area that you'll enjoy. Millburgers also has Vinca on sale, the Cora series. This Texas superstar does well and doesn't have the common problems that other Vincas have. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Pentas. Society Garlic is on sale in the number one container for just $3.88. Dwarf Mexican Petunia in the number one container is just $3.88. And Mexican Bird of Paradise looks gorgeous all around town in the number three container. It's just $19.88. All this and the Bubba Desert Willow, two for $40 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. I want to talk to you about BSG, San Antonio company providing security to homeowners and convenience to homeowners through their smart systems. Uh, but, I, you know, if you've been thinking about a security system right now, it's, you're not alone. Uh, and there's probably someone who's come to your door representing another security company. Uh, but I want you to do what they suggested. I was talking to Jim over there at BSG, and he said, go online and read the reviews. And I was shocked. I couldn't find one review from a national company that was over two stars. It's amazing how poorly they treat their customers. And it's amazing when you go and read the reviews of BSG, people love working with them they use terms like wonderful to work with they use terms like uh they were great i'd recommend them to somebody so bsg texas is the website to go to where you learn about all the things that they do and right now they have a six-month uh deferred payment 
for a smart home security system. So you can learn about that. But call them at 210-877-1222. And one of the most exciting things they do, I talked about convenience. If you're one of the folks that has kids at home and you're worried about your Internet connection, uh, if you are a business person like me and you uh, have a uh, wireless throughout the house, uh, BSG has a wireless uh, mesh system that makes every room in the house as strong as if, as if it was right by the the router. So wow. yeah, and they use a great example. Imagine you put the speaker, you're listening to music where the router is, and you go into another room. All right, well this would be like, and so what happens is that you get there and it's not as strong. This wireless mesh system that they can get at BSG and BSG Texas makes every room sound the same, as though there's a speaker in it, or in your case, a wireless mesh system that makes every room, and there's a proprietary system that they do, so you want to give them a call and you want to learn more about that. 210-877-1222. 210-877-1222. Or go to bsgtexas.com, and we'll learn more. they got some stuff uh, that you're really going to want to learn about. We're going to interview Jim uh, next weekend, and he's going to talk about their smart uh, irrigation systems that, that they have that you do off, that some people Maybe not some people on the porch here, but most people can do with their phones. And if, if he can figure out a way that you can do it off your phone, Jerry, hey. that'll be good. Well, you still have the flip phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can. But anyway. <laughs> but, uh, and some... Uh, some other things for homeowners as well. But go to bsgtexas.com and see all the stuff they do. You'll be really impressed. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867, the number to call uh, to be a part of the show. Yes, sir. My house is insured or uh, protected by Smith & Weston. Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> Uh, enough. I'm not going to say anything more. That's that's why the sparrows won't come to your house. In, fa- in fact, we got signs that come on in, buddy. Oh man, come on in. And you were you were you were the sire. <laughs> your 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 papa was a good shot. So uh, they, they need to know. You need to have that video running. This was my dad. Yeah, I'm yeah. just as I'm almost as good. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jerry used to be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, of course, he's pretty old now. Yeah, I am. Oh, man. <laughs> What is with you guys and picking on age? All right, 210 308 8867. Which are the ones blooming all over the town, all over this town, yellow? Lone Star, Lone. Yeah. Is that Lone Star? Uh, what is it, Lone? <laughs> You're as bad as me. Yeah, now uh, I can't remember. Uh, what is it now? Selection. Huh? It's a selection. Gold Star. Gold. No. Gold Gold's, Star Esperanza. Okay, Gold Star, not Lone Star. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, that, those are the I, ones that are blooming I, I, I all around. I thought you were talking about uh, Sinisa. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. That you were, that said uh, used to be called well, used to be called the Ranger. Oh well, no, Ranger. you you're you're very correct, and you always point out that that the ones that you see blooming are Gold Star. Right. Make sure you uh, get them. So you said I haven't I haven't seen very many non uh, Gold Stars around. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. They, they show up in the fall. Yeah. There's there's a lot of them in the landscape, but they, yeah, 
by the way, invisible until the fall. As yeah. a sidebar, and I'll, I'll let you get back. But Poinciana, Mexican bird of paradise, man, are they blooming! Oh yeah, everywhere. As we go walking through the neighborhood, there are just patches of like firework orange. Uh, electric orange that you see when people have planted them in mass or in rows. Yeah. They look really, really good. Okay, I'm and, sorry. And, and the, guess and what? The deer, They're on sale. They are. I know that. And the deer aren't eating them in most neighborhoods. Mine, yeah. mine they aren't eating them in either, which yeah. surprises me. They're on sale for regularly in three-gallon containers. Three number the number three. three. Yeah, formerly known as the three-gallon <laughs> container. Uh, regularly twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. It's almost $25. Almost. On sale for 1988. So that's a pretty good reduction. Mexican Bird of Paradise. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry. I I just I, I distracted you. I think <laughs> I think the ones uh here that they have have buds on them, flower buds on them, but not blooms. And um so uh, We'll talk more about those tomorrow, too. Okay. But anyway, Neil says, I got a question then, said, uh, my Esperanza has brown spots. Any idea why? Then Neil says, it looks like some type of foliar burn. Oh, yeah. Either from water on the leaves when the sun was quite bright. No. Terry doesn't believe in that. No. That magnification Hell process. no. Uh, We're going to get Neil to call in and defend himself. <laughs> That'll become a new segment. Neil, Neil defends his article. Or from a, a reaction to an accumulation of fertilizer or insecticide on the leaves. Now, why would you be using an insecticide? On an Esperanza. Well, that, that's not to say that they don't. Yeah, that, not, that might not be a, a master gardener or something. Well, that, but there's nothing that bothers Esperanza. No, but they. No, no foliage eating critters or anything. Even hail didn't bother. Oh, hail no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, uh, there you go. Then, Thank then you. Neil says the thing that he noticed is most important is that most of the new growth is unaffected. And I think this is a, that's a good conclusion for Neil. That's not unusual. It's, you know, the new growth looks good, yeah. so blow off the old. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen brown spots on that. I can't think of no, any. No fungus spots well, or bacterial spots or... In the winter time, with their, with the first yeah, when cold weather, yeah, when they're looking, uh, when they're going dormant, but uh, no water on the leaves. A lot of people water them when the sun is out bright, and uh, I've never seen it burn them back. And if it was water on the leaves, uh, the whole leaf would be affected rather than spots on the leaves. Uh, anyway, there was another article. There was another question yeah, in there that I, kept, I, I keep having hundreds of mushrooms come up. Oh, where I had two trees removed and ground out. Is there anything I can do? That was. And good. Neil says, "No, Neil. You could apply a fungicide since they're fungi. 
No. Well, but that's a little that like... That has never been recommended by any extension person. That's a little bit like your... Uh, like they Like your recommendation. Uh, well, you don't need to. It won't change anything. But if you want to... You know, if you want to feel good about it, go ahead. Now. <laughs> yeah, use a fungus, a fungicide. But I thought, I thought the main part of that answer was where it says, eventually they'll, yeah, they'll eat up those old roots and they'll. As the old tree roots eventually rot, the mushrooms will fade away. I can't believe I'm defending Neil. Well, it gets picked on pretty hard here. <laughs> Somebody's well, got to defend him. The important thing is... Don't he, does, he does a pretty good job by himself if he's the available. The important thing is, don't eat them. They'll kill you. Okay? That's the way that... And, 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 and you should say, aren't they the same ones we buy in the, in the grocery store? I love mushrooms. No. Especially sautés on my steak. No, we're you're not assured that they're the same ones that are in the uh, in the grocery store. Uh, so uh, that's a couple of things he talked about, and he's still talking about that I'm having repeated infestations of spider mites on my annual trumpet plant. I've had that too. In the greenhouse, big time. I've used an insecticide has re- uh, that has been recommended. I've cut the plant back to eliminate the worst of the outbreak. That's good. I've checked adjacent plants of other types, and they're all clean. I'm at wit's end. Can you suggest anything? I've had the plant for years, and I've never had this problem. <laughs> That's the way spider mice operate. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. Well, it's, uh, I, I think we've, they've been easy on us on tomatoes. We had, a, we had some attacks this fall, but for the last couple of years, it's been pretty easy with Yeah. Them. And he says, uh, he confirmed that you do have spider mice. It sounds like this guy has... Uh, Knows spider mice. Knows what he got on spider mice. Uh, many general purpose insecticides do list spider mites on their label and will not do a reasonable job of controlling them. But you have to remember that we have no longer any specific miticide at the consumer level. For that, inform- for that reason, control them with is less. Control will be less than perfect. That's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think Neil put that part in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one one other way to eliminate them, if if your plant's leaves are large enough, is would take a, a bucket of warm soapy yeah. water and two soft sponges. Squeeze each sponge until it drips moderately. Hold one sponge in each hand and pull each leaf between the sponges. Dip and wring the sponges again before you move on to the next leaf. I think I learned that in a class at A&M. I, uh, <laughs> no. It, no. I think Neil was drinking when he uh, wrote this comment. Does he know how big... I just, did it, An angel trumpet gets. 
Would that work, though? Eight or ten feet tall. He didn't say how big Five, it was. Five, six feet wide. It would, give, it would give you an opportunity to do something to try and control them, but uh-huh. I wouldn't expect You'd never it. do it. I, couldn't ex- I wouldn't expect it to be very no. effective. No. Because you, you, sometimes in the uh, greenhouse you try uh, s- a spray, you know, kind of a hand spray. Right. Uh, Really, on these some of these small plants, <laughs> and it's not usually very effective with soapy water. The only way that we've been able to control them in the greenhouse is to take every off of angel trumpet, and most other plants is to take every leaf off of them. Every leaf, the uh-huh. ones that, except the young, young new ones, uh-huh. and uh, and and destroy them. And if you want to spray, then you can to make sure you got them off the stems, the limbs and stem. But uh, if you leave those leaves on there and just spray with something like malathion or something, you're not going to get rid of spider mites. So uh, just take the leaves off. They'll re- they'll come back. They'll reach proud again, and uh, everything will be okay. But get every leaf and look at all adjoining plants. And make sure that don't they, they they you look on the bottom of the leaf, and you see the little little red uh, pinhead size uh, mites on there. If you turn over a leaf on an adjoining plant, and you got uh, six or eight live spider mites on there, take the leaves off. Take the leaves off. He's such a savage, yeah, isn't he? He is. He, yeah. I mean, he doesn't want to want doesn't want to hurt the English sparrows, but yeah, but yeah, it does leaves and those spider <laughs> mites. Yeah, and see, the sad thing about that is we had access to miticides, all the available miticides on the market that the homeowner can't get. Never could stop it. Hmm. Never could stop. Nothing it. worked well. Huh? Nothing worked well because they're on the bottom of the leaves. And the leaves are thick. What was the last one that we used to use? Kelthane. Yeah, Kelthane, yeah. Kelthane. And they, they couldn't figure out why it worked so well. And they found out that the manufacturing process had DDT in it. Oh, really? That's why it worked so well. Hi. Oh. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Let's talk about summer gardening because right now it's time to think about tomatoes. You've been thinking about it. Well, guess what? Millburgers has fall tomatoes. They're here, and all the varieties that are recommended for our area are in six packs for just two ninety nine. So you've been chomping at the bit to get those tomatoes in the ground. Now's the time to head on over to Millburgers and get the varieties that do well in this area that you'll enjoy. Millburgers also has Vinca on sale, the Cora series. This Texas superstar does well and doesn't have the common problems that other Vincas have. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Pentas. Society Garlic is on sale in the number one container for just $3.88. Dwarf Mexican Petunia in the number one container is just $3.88. And Mexican Bird of Paradise looks 
gorgeous all-around town in the number three container. It's just nineteen eighty-eight. All this and the Bubba Desert Willow, two for forty dollars at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And uh, you can give us a call and be a part of the show. Still plenty of time to get your gardening uh, questions answered. If you are going to uh, got some plans that you're going to do this weekend, we can help you out with those, too, and tell you kind of best ways and best practices uh, for for those at 210-308-8867. Calvin's answering a question off the air. Jerry's going to pick on Neil Sperry's tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've I've said too much for Neil. He, he's got a he's got a very common uh, that will definitely start showing up in the next several days. Says uh, we have a nine-year-old fig tree that bears lots of little green figs. Okay. But none ever reach maturity. We keep it moist. There's the giveaway. Oh. We keep it moist, but never a single ripe fruit fig. Huh. What can we do to change that? That's a commonly asked question. Figs are uh, unusual fruit in that they're configured differently from most other fruit. This this question comes up very often, as I mentioned, and it can be due to a variety of causes. Too hot and dry. That's coming up. Uh, (laughs) You really think so? Yeah. Too hot and dry, and it can be, uh, let's say, too much shade. No, I disagree with that. Uh, Mr. Fanick uh, used to tell me that, and used to prove it with his figs in his back, behind his house, that uh, figs do better in the shade when they grow in the shade. And uh, they, we, they were, they're one of the only fruits that will bear in the shade. A root not nematode sucking the life out of their roots and freeze damage, just to name a few. Uh, but uh, I think what the the fig must stay wet or moist. They said moist, but I would say uh, the wetter the better on a fig. Now my fig is really pr- producing a lot this year. Hey, oh, it still is? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just har- I just harvested this morning. I carried some to a neighbor, got intercepted by another neighbor, had to go plant, <laughs> pick some more. Uh, even the, it, it, there's even there's enough for the satisfy the birds and good for the neighbors. Yeah. And a lot of times when we have a good fig crop, uh, as far as Appleton and my fig supply. Okay. Uh, we also uh, get into a rainy season, and it rots all the fish. Oh. <laughs> there he is again, my lord! I know. So, too wet, too uh, too wet, or too dry. But uh, that green, 
big thing. It's something that's plagued us for years, and most people think it's it's a moisture problem. Yeah. Too wet. Well, too e- moist. Even. Or even, too wet. Too dry. Even my figs, there's enough of those green ones on there, and this heat is coming up that they could, at some point, they'll stop ripening. And, okay. Yeah. That's usually what happens in if we have a in the fall, dry, yeah. When we too. have a dry period, yeah. I know. I, I know. You got a question? Well, can we ask it on the air? We're doing a radio show. Yeah, just yes, All right, just just start talk. talking and you'll be on the air. You don't have to hold anything. When are the real grande gold peppers going to be here? Aha. Uh-huh. See? People want this. Is this number week? 3? They're I, clamoring for I it. heard this last third week that, people are yeah. the third person in Walsham. Um yeah, I'm the second. I'm the first person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're potted them up on uh, last Monday. Right. So I would say not next week, but the week the after. after. Okay. All right. But we'll be announcing it, and this will be the only the place, place that will have them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. I know. See, everybody wants them. <laughs> People are coming here just to ask when those Rio Grande gold peppers are going to be. Yeah. In. Yeah. yeah. That's number four, yeah. Trace. That's Lynn, number four. Lynn, Lynn Lynn's See? Lynn, oh, Lynn, Lynn's legacy. Lynn's legacy. Somebody called. Somebody All right. called and they said All right. no. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308. What's that? Okay. Did you all resolve that? No. Yeah. I, I, what, did he, what did Trace say? Oh, here we'll. He said they have. They still have some. Okay. Room. Yeah. Uh, it's an easy. Yeah, okay. So talk to Trace after the show and yeah. tell him what happened. Now I, yeah, I'll have to find... Um, Maybe there's somebody who's done that. So, uh, are we through picking on Neil? <laughs> yeah, for, right. for today. Okay. Uh, we also, I didn't, we didn't ask Trace about uh, how much turf grass he had, but there's a lot of people uh, resodding their lawns. And uh, well, there was a, a good question Neil had. I don't remember the whole specifics of it. But the point he made, which is the point we've been making last couple of years, you know, oh, oh I know, people were blaming were blaming uh, thrips at all. No, chinch bugs. Chinch and bugs and grubs. And, uh, yeah. grubs and uh, maybe it was Trace that made this point. But the, the major factor quite often is the shade. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Mar- uh, oh, go ahead. Marie is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Marie. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I was calling to ask about the, the rodeo tomato you had in the past that was so prolific in the heat that your neighbors ducked when they saw you coming. Which uh, one was the it? The rodeo to red snapper? No. Is it, the, is it a cherry tomato or is it the... Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's the BHN nine sixty eight. Yeah, BHN nine sixty eight. You can't you can't give them away to enough neighbors. You got. <laughs> you'll be going to you'll be going like to Halloween trick or treating, and giving them away. You, They're here. Have you grown? Have you grown them? Oh gosh, yes. Yeah, I yeah. have too, and even I. Even it? Milton is growing. Even I, Milton. Yep, and I've gotten a, a medium sized crop off them. They're they're for very forgiving. 
Have you grown what? Ruby Crush, Captain yeah, Milton? I haven't grown Ruby Crush. Should I try that too? Yeah, yeah try the two. Uh, oh, you yeah. like you like you like okay. both of them, man. Yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah, is that what? The one that the nine sixty eight you said was self seeding. If the seed dropped someplace, it would probably you could you could. Uh, yeah, it'd probably come oh, back true. Mine did. I yeah. got a volunteer. How, yeah. How large is the tomato? How oh. large is it? Ping pong ball. Like a little smaller. A, well, it depends on if you how much you water yeah. it and fertilize it. That's a golf ball size. Yeah, golf ball size. Now, and at the end of the season, like uh, just before I put yeah. mine, it gets smaller. It gets smaller, but the the taste stays the intense taste. I want you to try that Ruby Crush. I think you'll like that too. Is it possible to order the seeds? There's a. It's not likely I'm going to be able to get out to Millburgers. Would I be able to order the seeds and maybe plant well, it? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, what? Where? Where do you live? Yeah. Medical center. Okay. Uh, there's another nursery out there that carries them. Yeah, Rainbow Garden Center on Bandera might have them. We'll have them. Yeah. Okay. What about the what about the uh, the lettuce that you had in the past? It's sort of nice and bitter. The the the, the lettuce. Oh, the lettuce bitter. Crawford lettuce bitter. Hang up on her. Oh come on. When did it turn bitter? No, I, I like it. It's not. I don't mean bitter. I mean it has some taste to it. It's you know oh, that yeah. you're eating something if you're blindfolded. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. What about it? Uh, what about? It? She wants to know when. Well, is it is the seed available where I could order some? Not really, uh, but. Uh, Boy, I'm striking out today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that seed might be available because uh, Jerry relies on volunteers. Yeah. yeah. And so every that's a little precarious. You just have to wait until it gets to be lettuce. I tell you what, time. when when we uh, as we go before we go off there, they'll put you on hold, and uh, you give me put give them your name and address and uh, visa card number. No, don't don't visa card. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll see if we can work something out. Yeah, Marie, I'll put you on hold, and Al will get all that information from you. Okay, might be a second because we're getting ready to stop the show. All right. Yes, and thank you for having the show. It's wonderful. Oh, I'm glad okay. you like it, Marie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye, Marie. Yeah. Thank wow, you. Marie knows her stuff. She listens. No, no. Um, boy, she's gonna love that real grand gold. Breaking news. Stimulating yeah. talk. Okay. Not not yet, Al. Not yet. Right. Give us another minute. Easy, easy out. Yeah. All right, got about a minute. You got anything uh, you want to bring up real quick? Well, we were talking about the turf grass from sod and Bermuda from seed. And uh, you got to remember on that new turf grass, uh, we recommend that you water morning and evening for the first couple of weeks until the roots are established. So it, it, and uh, with Bermuda... It's almost two or three times a day. Two, two or three times a day, but it's only very little. A week, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, right. uh, and and and, and you got to kind of be flexible. You got to kind of watch what your grass is doing. If it's 
If it's cool out, you don't have to do it as much. But if it's We're going to say goodbye out. for today. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. We'll see you tomorrow on 930 AM, The Answer.